SCP. Politically. Politically. Correct. Correct. Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another Point Five episode featuring your host Johnny Peterson, joined always by Ricky. Look at me, I brought the mustache back, Phillips. Uh, if you're not familiar with our Point Five episodes, normally we just kind of hang back, shoot the shit, talk about uh, anything and everything, really unstructured. However, that is not happening this episode. This past week was the E3 conference, the Entertainment Electronics Expo, which is. Uh, an announcement of all the upcoming video games. Is that, did I get that right? Electronic Entertainment Expo. Electronic Entertainment Expo, excuse me, uh, which is all of the upcoming video games uh, that will be very hyped coming out over the next year or so. And we're going to be doing a deep, deep dive. Ricky took a bunch of notes. So we're going to be getting all into uh, the biggest announcements, the Fallout 76 update, Ghostwire Tokyo, Doom Eternal, the Xbox conference, Cyberpunk 2077 featuring the internet's own Keanu Reeves. God, we love Keanu. Anyway, let's jump right into it. Got a lot to talk about today. Three, two, one. And we are live, as they say in the uh, the radio game. In the radio game. I wouldn't know because we're in the podcast game. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need a, a term for when we say live, but for podcasts. Uh, Not like we're dead. action. We're dead. No. <laughs> um, Yeah. But guys, we're back. We are back. And, uh, Johnny sort of like displayed me as this huge old hold like, like a fucking nerd. Yeah. I was going to say fucking nerd, (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay. Um, today we're going to be talking about the electronic entertainment expo. And if you haven't heard about what that is, it's basically what Johnny said in the intro. Um, otherwise known as E3 also known as E3 and it's held in LA. Um, I'm pretty sure LA, yeah, LA, like every year around uh, June, like June 9th through the 11th or something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah. At least that's when most of the conferences are. And basically, what it is, is the announcements of what is happening in the video game community. And as I've been displayed as a nerd, I will admit that I do enjoy learning about new video games coming out. And all that good stuff. I love playing them, especially role-playing games like RPGs. Uh, huge on that. Open world experiences. Um, I honestly haven't been able to play a lot of these games or a lot of games lately. But well, I mean, it's been... You left your PlayStation here. Well, yeah. But also, like, I've just sort of been, like, walking out of the realm of, like, playing it a lot just to, like, actually yeah, do I'm, more productive stuff. I'm trying to get away from playing. But anyways, we're going to give you the biggest news that has been released in the past uh, week. So E3 happened last week, and we're going to give you all the headlines and all of the biggest the biggest announcements, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I know that there's a lot of other conferences that we're not covering in this, but I'm just covering the main points, in my opinion of what I'm the I'm most hype about and that I think that a lot of y'all probably took away if you watch any of this. But basically E3 is like it's like Christmas morning for like gamers. Yeah. It's a it's like a super big deal yeah. in that community. Yeah. I remember uh 
Well, I mean, they always put out super dope trailers every year of right. new games that are coming out. So, like, regardless of whether or not you watch the conference specifically, you're, right. you're probably going to come across, you know, new trailers for games that are dropping, you know, over the next year or two years in some cases. Right. And I've always wanted to go to E3 just to, like, go to one of those conferences because some of those are, like, I've... If you've watched it, if you gotta be among your, uh, be, gotta be among your people. <laughs> and honestly, like, there's some there's some people that in like the live conferences where I'm like, oh gosh, this is cringy. Yeah. And like a lot of people like think it's cool or like funny, and it's like, well, they did <laughs> this year was pretty big. They brought out some big names this year. Yeah, that a lot we'll, of big that we'll names get into that we'll get into a lot of a lot of big celebrities and uh, like big celebrities, big celebrities. Anyways, we're, we'll just hop right into it so for my gamers out there oh this is also a disclaimer if you're not into video games you can just skip this skip episode. this episode go back and listen to uh Hannah and ricky's conversation yeah. and go listen to episode 20 you know what i like to do sometimes i was doing this last night what's up i was going through like our first five episodes and yeah. just listening to the audio quality compared yeah. to now <laughs> it was well, so also bad. also like i feel like the the whole chem podcast chemistry was sort of like low tier then. Yeah. But now it's just way more natural. Well, I mean, it takes practice. Yeah, yeah it takes practice. Get and reps behind the mic podcasters. You know, I, was, I wasn't I was as loosey-goosey as I am now. That's true. It took you a while. Not a while. Oh, but oh so this is something that's... <laughs> <laughs> unearthing some shit. I no. sound like robot. No, I mean, um, well, I had been doing In the Bonus for like four or five months. Yeah. So... Um, but I mean, it's it's with anybody. No one's just like a natural when they yeah. sit down. But I would say, I will say now we've come a long way. Yeah, for sure. But enough about uh, us jerking each other off. <laughs> um, so let's hop right into it. Um, one of my personal favorites, Bethesda Game Studios had a conference. And we have discussed, uh, I believe on the very first episode, we discussed about Fallout 76. And that was released, you know, we we oh, were not happy. Uh, I was not happy. No one was happy. No one in in the community was happy about this game. And uh, Todd Howard, the executive producer and director of Bethesda Game Studios, says that he he basically thanked everyone for uh, the extreme criticism upon the game's release. And he said jokingly, "quote I'm surprised some of you guys are still here." I I, I can't <laughs> imagine him being like. Coming up there and be like, guys, like I'm genuinely so thankful that you all just shitted on this game and just hated and just, it and just took to the internet to just rip our reputation yeah. down. I really appreciate that. Like it made us dude, work so much harder. Dude. Didn't piss the, us off off. At something all. something that people need to understand is that just the gaming community in general is just so toxic. Oh, they're ruthless. It's just dude. like if there's one little aspect of the game that they don't like, they'll take the all of social media and they'll say bury this game yeah six feet deep i want this dude i want todd howard fired i want him fired i want him to quit <laughs> i don't care how many fallout like amazing games that he put out you, you put out one uh one kind of like uh one bunt yeah. i guess and yeah uh, you know they just rake you over the, the coals for it there's like a bunch of uh really funny videos you can find on youtube of people just basically roasting uh todd howard <laughs> and all this stuff but anyways so fallout 76 uh, we discussed uh, what Fallout 76 was a long time ago, but basically... Well, yeah, what did they announce at E3? At E3, they may have saved Fallout 76 with these new updates that are that are coming uh, and out now. So, <laughs> per usual, when a game is failing, you just have to update it with a 
damn battle royale mode. That's the only. That's the what you got to do these days. It's all battle royale. Sell a game, add a battle royale. Thanks mode. a lot, Fortnite. Thanks, Ninja. <laughs> you two-haired freak. <laughs> Just kidding, Ninja. You're pretty cool. What color's your hair now, huh? Dude, it's like blue and red now. <laughs> oh. Like with split down the middle. <laughs> I don't know. I unfollowed that guy. Yeah, I did too. Uh, anyways, so they have a new battle royale mode that is called Nuclear Winter and it is out now. It, they released it um they released it I think the day of the Beth- or the day after the Bethesda conference. And basically it's Fallout but Battle Royale. And essentially is you have a four man team with I think about I think it's like eight, it's pretty much like Apex Legends where you have a smaller amount of people. I think it's around 60 people. Yeah. And basically you, you just you just pick up weapons, uh pick up armor and all all the same things you do in a battle royale mode except it's Fallout. that it's Fallout. So with Fallout being in mind like with a battle royale, you also have all of the uh the creatures and like enemies in it as well. Oh, they're still around. Yeah, they're That's still around. And uh, you can pick up power armor. You can get weapons. You can get you can get nukes, dude. If you, you pick can literally up, nuke someone, in you, this. if you pick up a power armor suit and a mini nuke uh, launcher, you pretty much just guaranteed. Yeah. One. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Anyways, so I've watched multiple videos of this. I haven't been able to play it yet because, as Johnny uh, said, my PS4 has been in Fort Worth, and I have not been in Fort Worth. Didn't you sell seventy six? No, I still have it. Oh, okay. I just deleted all of the memory of the game off of my uh, PS4 because I, mean, I needed it, room. It, I mean, it was probably. I mean, that probably wasn't a huge mistake because the game was shitty in the yeah. beginning. So, so might so as well now, start from scratch. So now what I have to do, of course, is find something to, to delete off of my PS4 because I'm going to have to re-download all that. That is, that is again. a constant struggle for and a PlayStation liter- player. It literally took like over three hours for it to download. Oh my God. Um, But anyways, uh, basically the reviews that I've gotten from it is that it's actually kick-ass. Really? Yeah, it's actually apparently super sick. Um. It's apparently awesome. So uh, I would give that out a try. Um, it is free to all current Fallout 76 owners of the game. But um, obviously, Drink. you can't play it if you don't have the game. But there, there is currently a beta out, I think, still. Actually, it may have just ended yesterday. Well, you have to buy the game then. Additionally, they add, they're adding a new update called the Wastelanders mode. And what the Wastelanders mode is, is it's adding NPCs. Thank God. This is what's going to save the game. This is why Fallout 76 got absolutely just torched in the first yeah, place. Is because it was it was just an empty world. And yeah, that's not what Fallout is. You literally couldn't talk to anyone. Yeah. Like it you, you would listen to hollow tapes or whatever, and that would be it. That There's no interaction with the world at all. Ultimate weak sauce. And then a bunch of, you know, burnt people just screaming at you from a distance do you think um so say they hadn't released fallout 76 before and hadn't received all the backlash but now at e3 just released this game and had you know wastelander battle royale mode right it probably would have been a lot more well received right and that's that's something that uh todd howard said in the beginning was like uh we understand that a lot of y'all think we brushed this game and luckily I mean, it's an online game. It's an all online game, so they can do updates. So that was the thing that in the back of my mind was like, okay, they can save this if they just have a massive update for it and just like fix everything. That's true. They probably thought of that in the beginning. They were like, well, I mean, it's it's okay now. We'll just right. release it. But if it tanks, yeah, we can just add shit to yeah. it. 
I think that was the idea. But anyways, uh, that Wastelanders mode is not out yet. It releases later this year in the fall. That's um, that's a smart move. Yeah. Release the Battle Royale, mo- Battle Royale mode now. Get people interested in the game again. And then have something waiting for them coming up. Yeah. Another major update, which mm-hmm. is the one that people want. So right. definitely a smart move by Bethesda. Because it looks like they're back on track. I, I saw like a bunch of uh, reactions to this and they're like, okay, I'm going to consider buying the, the game back because a lot of people just sold it. They were just like, okay, I'll, I'll go buy it. I didn't even buy it. You didn't even buy it. You bought Red Dead, which was a smart move. Way smarter move. Um, but anyways, later this year to that of 2019 in the fall, uh, that update will release. Next, thank God, we have a sick, like looks so sick quote from quote from Ricky. What was your quote? <laughs> I put Ghostwire Tokyo looks fucking sick as fuck. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, this is a new game that's being released by Bethesda. Um, Shinji Mikami and his studio Tango Gameworks have a new game in the works and it looks like it'll be just as freaky as The Evil Within. If you haven't played The Evil Within, it's basically a horror game that uh it's uh it's basically like a horror game. It's 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 absolutely terrifying. I played the first one. I haven't played the second one, but I played the first one and it's scared we have, like we have to wear diapers. Like, yeah, it dude, it it creeped me it creeped me out. <laughs> um anyways, it's it's called Ghostwire Tokyo, and the game is set in Japan, and it promises plenty of paranormal action like The Evil Within uh, has. Um, Mikami didn't dive deeply into Ghostwire Tokyo on Bethesda's E3 t- uh, stage, but he did provide a brief teaser for the game, um, an action-adventure title, uh, which we said Ghostwire Tokyo will have players facing off against the occult, ghosts, and more. Uh, and from the look of the teaser, it looks like it'll shape up to be a huge scare fest game. I watched the trailer and it it looks so dope. It looks insane. Uh, go, the, yeah. When we talk about these games, go look up the trailers too. Yeah, just so you can get a better picture. It gives you it gives you good background of you know what we're talking about. Uh, sadly for this game, there's no release date yet, but uh, it is a highly anticipated game after it had been teased. I would rather though, wouldn't you rather have no release date than see another rushed fallout 76? Right. I would rather them be like, this is in the works. Right. So just get ready for this and then have them drop it out of nowhere. Right. I would rather that. Than, mm, I uh, agree. Then put out a rushed game. But from the trailer, it looks like it's sick. I mean, but you could always put in a, you know, a good cinematic trailer and just fool everyone like Fallout 76. Did. Like a lot of games. It's like, it's like wow, that, yeah. look, that looks really good. Like uh, the graphics look great. That's one of the things that's pissed me <laughs> off a lot about video games is that they release these super dope cinematic trailers and then you actually buy the game and play them. And the one, the graphics are nothing like the trailer. It's it's right. completely different. And you're like, what? What? where's the game that I was promised? And so yeah. on youtube eighty thousand. yeah times. it's like i'm playing minecraft like why does my guy look like a block character <laughs> yeah seriously it's like they had fortnite uh like a, a trailer a cinematic trailer for fortnite but it was just scenes from john wick <laughs> and then you get the game and you're like ah, this is this is that's what we call false advertising <laughs> in the uh the words of uh ja rule from firefest <laughs> ja i wouldn't call it illegal but uh i would call it uh uh, false advertising. It's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> no, it, yeah. It was like <laughs> it's just. So you mean lying? Yeah, completely lying to the public. To the public to get money from them. To get money. <laughs> so frauding the public. Next, and our final game for Bethesda's 
Bethesda Game Studios is Doom Eternal. And I am excited as shit for this because Doom, if you've ever played Doom, Doom's you, a classic, man. You, you, you know that it's going to be the real shit. <clears throat> uh, players, once again, will take on the role as the Doom Slayer, <laughs> an ancient warrior who battles the d- demonic forces of hell from obviously the first person perspective. Um, with this announcement, they also included the, a new 2v1 multiplayer mode. And basically what it is is demons versus demon slayer. And you and a friend can be like the demons, and then you fight this one guy who's the demon slayer. Sounds pretty cool. It's actually pretty sick. I watched a, I watched a trailer for it um, and highly anticipated. Um I'm, yeah, you I'm can't go excited. wrong with Doom, dude. Doom's very cool. Dude, we got to get Doom VR. Dude, v- oh yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm thinking about getting that. I could pitch for that. Yeah, and Beat oh, Saber. Yeah? Oh, oh, dude, Beat Saber. If you pitch for soundproofing the room, <laughs> I'll pitch for Doom. Dude, deal. All right. Um, release date for that is November twenty second, two thousand nineteen. A lot of games coming around. November. Around, November's like the drop date for like games. Holiday season. Like you're about to get just drop with a bomb. Yeah. Of games. Um, also to, to close out Bethesda, Todd Howard also discussed how Elder Scrolls six is in the works for the next gen consoles of, uh, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox or Google Stadia, any of that, um, as well as the highly anticipated Starfield. They've been talking about that for like years. What is Starfield? It's literally don't know don't know just they, the title they literally last year they literally just showed the title like starfield and then like a little bit of like space stuff and then that was it and then they showed like a little snippet of it again but literally nothing huh well if it's a space it's space, in development if it's like a space version of like skyrim or yeah, fallout that's that's what it's supposed to be the wallet's feeling a little white <laughs> if that's coming out i would be very down for that um next up where are my xbox people at up oh, nowhere because nowhere. xbox is ass cheeks uh nowhere because i pulled out your uh your batteries we are a playstation <laughs> podcast get it straight okay but we do also do not want to alienate our xbox <laughs> listeners you guys are you know it, it's fine dude you guys you know settled for an inferior console but you know we have to cover this because you know it's, it's xbox <laughs> okay now that we got all that heat out of the way if you do have an Xbox, Pissed. not all of these are purposely for Xbox. It just so happens that they're at the Xbox conference when they released it. Gotcha. So, wouldn't it be the Microsoft conference? Uh, they call it the Xbox conference. Fair enough. Uh, all right, continue. Because it's Xbox Game Studios. Yep. Um, so, to start off, we have a Star Wars game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, who, um, where. It was developed by Respawn Entertainment, the same game development studio that created Apex Legends. Gang. Also, there's a new season of Apex Legends season two, if people care. I mean, that's you, totally you up to you. No, I mean, I haven't I haven't touched that game forever. I I completely after you told me to basically not play with you because I wasn't good enough. Because <laughs> I, I was so it. raw at it. <laughs> you were so good. And I was like, yeah, I'm not like I'm not really good enough. I'm just gonna be holding you back. So I'll probably just stick to Overwatch. So basically what this game is about is the game will tell an original story about Cal Kestis, a surviving Jedi Padawan, shortly after the events of Star Wars episode three, Revenge of the Sith. So directly after episode three, did you which wa- would be super cool to le- like 
just to learn about. Did you watch the uh, the gameplay trailer for it? Yeah, it I looks did. really cool. Yeah, I mean, after the debacle that was the remake of Battlefront Two, right? They did. They look like they put a lot of work into this game and actually cared about making it good. Right, I agree. Um, it it looks extremely badass, and in the game you have your own like droid sidekick. He's is cute too, which is sick. Um. You get to, you know, use the force, cut up enemies using your lightsaber. The gameplay looked absolutely awesome. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm considering purchasing this. And also, it is releasing November 15th, 2019. Another November Another game. Another November game. Doesn't Modern Warfare come out in November too? It does. Uh, let, you guys, little, are, are we balling out and buying three <laughs> games? Yeah, it's just, I'm just going to drop $300 on games. Um but side note for Modern Warfare is that it will be completely cross-platform. Very excited for that. Which, which means that we get to play PC players that are gods at the game and get wrecked. Yeah, and then so. we can finally <laughs> settle the debate of who's better, Xbox or PlayStation. It's going to be a war. As a PlayStation player, I have noticed that the Xbox players tend to be a little bit better. Have you have you seen the South Park episode where uh, it's like PlayStation uh guys like ps4 guys against xbox one guys no they like they like separate into two factions <laughs> and basically it's like black friday and they're all like going to get their own consoles yeah and it's basically like a like a lord of the rings like setup <laughs> with it. and like they each have like a king and stuff it's so funny <laughs> that's funny uh and then eventually at like the end of the episode it's like uh the ceo of uh of Sony like fighting um Bill Gates. <laughs> and Bill Gates is just like tatted up like a like a prisoner. <laughs> he just Dude, like beat the shit out of each other. Those South Park guys are geniuses. Um next up, and this is the game that completely stole the entire E3 conference. Because of one person. Because of one person and because of this game itself. And that game is Cyberpunk 2077. The game is being developed and published by CD Projekt Red, the same developers who created The Witcher series. If you ever played The Witcher, then y'all will be a fan of this. Um, in Cyberpunk 2077, you play as V, an urban mercenary in Cyberpunk who takes on dangerous jobs for money. So it's it's basically like a futuristic like Grand Theft Auto. If you like Grand Theft Auto. Is it really like Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, it's literally like... like you a, can do whatever you want? It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a futuristic like First person, oh, like Grand Theft Auto. So um, you can create your own character, male or female, which affects who you can romance in the game. Um, because it's not a video game if you didn't put sex into it. <laughs> that, that That's where I was like, okay, this is like a big GTA vibe. Yeah. Um, there are bisexual characters in the game. So, well, then why would it matter if it? No, no, no. But but not everyone is bisexual in it. Oh, gotcha. so it only you can only affect certain characters in the game with that romance. Um, you can also choose your haircut, tattoos, uh, put points into various attributes like strength, constitution, intelligence, re reflexes, tech, and something called cool. What I is, don't know what cool is yet. It's probably just like, ha, ha, like what up? Like, uh, look how dope I am. What uh, up? I'm cyberpunk, the bisexual uh, <laughs> cyberpunk <laughs> type. Um, <laughs> so basically, what Cyberpunk 2077 is is a nonlinear Role-playing game played from a first-person per perspective. You will have all of the same role-playing decisions to make 
that will have consequences and affect the story. Travel by foot, car, motorcycle, whatever vehicle suits your needs. You can even interact with the advertisements, which can tell you where to buy certain products. There is so much to do and so much detail in this game. This game completely stole E3 and took everyone's breath away. Um, and also, additionally, why this was so big is the world basically exploded in excitement when Keanu Reeves showed up. Keanu! For the trailer. Uh, it's cool enough that he's making an appearance, but it's even cooler that he's playing a character in the game called Johnny Silverhand, a well-known character from the original 1988 cyberpunk tabletop game. So he's literally in the game. Like, that is... And if you haven't seen the video... This man has been just everywhere. Everywhere. Toy Story 4, John Wick 3, Cyberpunk 2077. He's just like... The internet is obsessed with him right now. Dude, he is like the guy of 2019. He's the guy. He is that guy. And I was listening to uh I was listening to a podcast and they're talking about Keanu Reeves and they're saying uh it's probably because he doesn't have an Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. It calls back to like how movie stars used to be where we didn't really know much about their personal lives. Yeah. We just see how they are on screen and then we see them at these like press stuff and they're just like these magical beings like oh my god it's keanu dude literally when he came out like it was a complete surprise everyone was just like wouldn't stop cheering like he couldn't get a word yeah so they did the trailer and that the camera pans to keanu reeves he's like we got some fucking work to do (laughs) and then everyone's like oh my god it's keanu reeves and then the thing opens up and they're like oh my oh my god 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 and then keanu reeves steps out and people just explode we've got a city to burn oh (laughs) gosh um, absolutely epic though. Release date for that is April 16th, 2020. So we basically wait a year from, yeah, we got to wait for that one. Uh, totally must buy. I'm completely just going to buy it straight out of the gate. Um, next up exciting for you, Xbox people, the new next gen console has been, uh, teased for yes. you Xbox people project Scarlet. It is not called Xbox you know, X5 or Xbox 2 or... They literally ran out of names. They literally just clean slate, this is what it's called. Yeah. And the new console is supposed to be called Project Scarlet. Um, Project Scarlet will set a new bar for console power, speed, and performance, and will be arriving holidays uh, holidays of 2020. So is that... That's not this coming holiday. It's next holiday season. Yeah, it's next <laughs> holiday season. Well, that's kind of a bummer. Um, Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm not going to buy but it. I was going to say, we're not going <laughs> to buy it. So I, I was literally going to ask you that. Is this something that you would buy over PS5? No, I'm going to I'm gonna wait for the PS5. I think I am too. I'm going to stay true. Staying true. Okay. Um, But a bunch of like science-y stuff. I don't really know what any of it means, but it says that it... We'll have a custom designed AMD processor, high bandwidth GG, GDDR6 memory, and a next generation solid state drive. Whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> but Project Scarlet will give developers the power they need to bring their creative visions to life. Thousands of games across four console generations will look and play best on Project Scarlet. Uh, so basically, I mean, it's it's basically just a stronger Xbox One X. Well, one of the cool things that they mentioned was that you would be able to play online. So say you're playing call just say you're playing Call of Duty on Project yeah. Scarlet, you would be able to play against somebody or with somebody who's playing the same game but on but on like an Xbox One or yeah. an Xbox 360. Right. So, and 
uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, across all four console generations, that's pretty insane. Um, and, and they say, like, they always say with every new console that comes out, like, this is the future of gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this was the first time I watched a console release trailer where I actually believed them. Yeah. Like, it, they they didn't show um, what the console itself looks like, but, I mean, they had a bunch of people from Xbox on talking about it. And right. I would recommend going to watch that because it just looks unbelievable, the stuff that they're able right. to do. Right. I 100% agree. And this next-gen console will be able to run almost 8K which I didn't even know. I don't think anyone's even seen it's 8K. Like, it's like, okay, 4K. What I haven't seen 5K or 6K or 7K yet. Well, not even 4.5K. <laughs> um, but it will run at 120 frames per second, apparently. Which is, for you non-nerd speak, is very good. Yeah, which which means that like the game will like look and and feel like flawless. Well, like, one of, and and another thing that I saw from the trailer was one of the biggest things that they harped on with games like that we've already been talking about, like Fallout, Elder Scrolls. When you're loading, like say you do fast travel or you walk into an elevator and it's like a loading screen and right. you're there for like thirty seconds. Their whole goal of Project Scarlet is to completely do away with that altogether. Yeah. They want to be able to seamlessly walk in between worlds, like zero wait time, zero load time. And that's what's got me really hyped about this. I right. I really hope one of you guys buys it and invites us over to play. Yeah. <laughs> so keep on the eye out for that. But uh, the, re- the, uh, the release date is, uh, like I said, holiday season 2020. But I also took note of this and I totally understand why Sony wasn't at E3 this year. And it seems to be that the reason that they weren't there is because they didn't want to compete or weren't ready to release any new details no, until Microsoft did. Everyone's taking notes from Bethesda, dude. No need to rush. Yeah, it it seems to be like smart strategically. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So anyways, next gen consoles are coming and it is very exciting. Yeah, this is like once every five years right or so yeah new consoles like, come out and oh we're, dude we're I, in that period right now i mean wait i got my ps4 like i got mine when i was in high school it may have been like 2014 i got mine uh dude i got mine before that i think it may have been dude i think it's been about like seven years probably damn dude they got they gotta be cooking up something <laughs> yeah. good oh my god um anyways in addition with the uh, Project Scarlet being released with it at the same exact time, ready, going to be readily, readily uh, played. Immediately available upon Immediately launch. upon launch is Halo Infinite. And all you Halo guys, you know, <laughs> I, I'm as stoked. Uh, I was as stoked seeing this as you are, like, going to be playing it. I know I'm never going to play it. I might play it, but it... I always get excited with Halo because I used to play Halo a lot, and Halo is is one of the best series that I've ever played. It's one of the first like OG games. Yeah, like I used to play that. Uh, I used to play that in my computer class on um, like when I was in middle school. Instead of doing school, <laughs> I used to play like Halo uh, Halo Two. Well, that explains your that explains your seventh grade report card. No, it's young man. <laughs> it was like learning how to type, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, anyways. The Master Chief returns in Halo Infinite. The next chapter of the legendary franchise uh, will be released, as I said, holiday 2020, and is being developed by 343 Industries for the entire Xbox family of devices, including Project Scarlet and Windows PCs. Halo Infinite continues the Halo 5 Guardian storyline and takes the franchise 
in an ambitious and unexpected direction, powered by their all-new Slip Space engine. I don't know what the hell that is, but... Probably something cool. Anyways, not much information on the story has been released, uh, but the game will be released uh, later in those holidays. And yeah. Next, we're done with Xbox, okay? We're done. Finally, dude. We're done. I was getting pissed. I know. I was getting pissed, We're so underrepresented. Anyways, we are moving on to Ubisoft. Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Well, okay. You know, I used to say Ubisoft all the time, Mm -hmm. and then I watched the conference, and they were like, Ubisoft. So, I don't know. I mean, they probably have it, right? They probably would Yeah, I feel like the people that work there probably probably, know it. (laughs) The founder of Ubisoft like, comes out and he's like, shit, how do you pronounce it again? <laughs> do you guys know? Does anyone know? Does anyone know? Ubisoft. No, no, I think it's Ubisoft. That doesn't uh, Ubisoft? 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 <laughs> Anyways, Ubisoft. Uh, the conference opened up. Well, well, first of all, it opened up with like some weird, uh, some weird, um, what, what are the games called? Assassin's Creed. It came out. They're doing like a symphony tour. Assassin's Creed is so. It's so out. weird. They're doing like a symphony tour. After of they, like Assassin's Creed music. After they made the movie of Assassin's Creed, I haven't seen it. That fr- no, it's horrible. Is it? Really? It's so bad, dude. <laughs> after that movie came out, I was like, this franchise needs to just. <laughs> they just need to make up something new, dude. They just stop. It's like with Transformers. Like after the first or second one, they're just like, uh, I guess we. It's a cat. Uh, it's a. It's. It is a gutless cash grab at that point. <laughs> Um, anyways, how they opened up the conference, other than that Assassin's Creed bullshit, they opened it up with Watch Dogs Legion. And I personally, after seeing the gameplay of this, <clears throat> am excited for it. But Johnny feels a different way. Well, I mean, how many Watch Dog games were before this too, right? Yeah. So the first Watch Dogs, I was like, oh, this looks really sick. But it was a classic example of where the trailer is way better than yeah. the actual game. And the right. game had a ton of bugs. People hated it. It was just awful. So yeah. I don't have a ton of faith in it. I haven't seen the Watch Dogs Legion, Legion gameplay trailer. I've heard you can play as a grandma, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty cool. You can play uh, You can play as any NPC in the game. Like any. So you just like hack their info and become so, them? Yeah. So you can be, you can be like... A grandma, like with a taser. You yeah. can be like, you know, like a gangbanger. Mm-hmm. Like you can be a, a ga- cop. A gangbanger grandma. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can literally be anyone, apparently. Um, but a little background on what this is about is Watch Dogs Legion's post-Brexit Brexit, London is a whole new level of tech dystopia. Drones are now heavily integrated into society, some of which are basically flying cops equipped with weapons and scanning for troublemakers at all times. A new private security company, Albion, has gained influence across the city. Bloom, the evil tech super company from the last two games, still appears to be pulling the strings behind the scenes. And it turns out that while Brexit might have informed uh, some of the story or decisions Ubisoft made about the game, the choice of location was made before Brexit was all we could talk about. Before Brexit, things were already... uh, uh, things were already a little bleak. Surveillance has been a concern seemingly forever. So uh, my my uh, initial feelings about this was that the E3 gameplay was like absolutely amazing. Okay. And the game looked like absolutely beautiful, like the graphics and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's my take. 
and the game has five main character storylines with over 60 missions. Shit. So there's a lot of gameplay in this, and you can be an old lady and taste people. <laughs> uh, release date for this is March 6, 2020. Very nice. Next is something was interesting that I've I've literally never seen at E3, and that's a TV show that they're that they basically teased. Yeah. A TV um, show about video games. A T yeah, a TV show about uh, a game studio. And it's it's supposed to from the trailer that I saw, it's supposed to be like a comedy. And um, this new show is called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. And the new show will star Rob Mc... Oh, gosh. I don't want to butcher his name. McClaney? McClaney. <laughs> anyway, the guy who plays Mac from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, as Ian Grimm, the head of a game studio who has an ego the size of a city bus. In the show, the studio is about to release an expansion to its popular MMO RPG, Mythic Quest. Uh, and as we said, uh, M- McClaney uh, is an actor, director, producer, and screenwriter. He's also, he's known for playing Mac on Always Sunny in uh, Philadelphia. And uh, he came out during the conference as well. Oh, he did? So another celebrity that's that showed up. Did people go crazy when he came out? Yeah. They, that's sick. Yeah, they were like, oh, that's that's like a lot of people laugh because he made some like uh always sunny in Philadelphia like references. Um but it is expected expected to release later this fall on Apple TV Plus. Um I have an Apple TV. I don't know if it's plus. It's probably a subscription. I think it's a subscription. So uh but you can find the trailer for this upcoming series on YouTube. Very excited to watch this. Um next we'll get into Rainbow Six Siege. And Rainbow Six Siege has like been one of the biggest esports like games out there since its release date. Chez, Chez plays a lot of Rainbow Six. Yeah, I know. Yeah, shout out Chez. I know Chez is like hardcore, like Rainbow Six he's Siege a guy. Seizure. Yeah, he's a seizure. Um, but the new game that they're they're planning on releasing is Rainbow Six Siege Quarantine, and uh, basically, this shows that the Tom Clancy series doesn't appear to be slowing do- down anytime soon and you ubisoft's e3 press conference gave us our first look at an entirely new game the reveal trailer alone gave off major prey vibes intense atmosphere as uh unknown threats lurk around every corner and basically what uh prey was is like that was a game that um was released by bethesda oh okay whereas basically like there was some unknown entity that was like it was like alien you, entities and yeah you can kind of get what the the gist of the game is by the name quarantine but uh so it says that rainbow six quarantine is a new game in the tom clancy franchise that is set uh several years into the future of the rainbow six series after an unknown alien parasite is unleashed our rainbow operators must drop into quarantine zones to face off against this mutating threat Instead of going down the uh, player versus player route like its predecessor, Siege, Quarantine is a cooperative experience that bands together groups of three players against the environment and AI enemies. Super sick. Check uh, out the trailer. Uh, early 2020 release. It's a, I mean, I, we watched the trailer together. It looks pretty sick. Yeah, it looks super sick. Uh, I hope it's just not one of those cin- cinematic trailers where it's just like completely garbage. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but but with like the stuff that, that Tom Clancy's releasing, 
it seems like they're on a really hot streak. Yeah, well, I mean, Siege is is really good graphic right. wise. The gameplay is really right. smooth. And uh, like super cool idea. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. So I'm excited for quarantine. And uh, with Tom Clancy games, you know, being minus the division, minus the division, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint is going to be uh, released soon, and that game looks like it's going to be sick. And the reason that I put this here is because I want y'all to go watch the trailer because it's easier just to watch the trailer, Mm -hmm. but also because another celebrity showed up, and that is John Bernthal. A.K.A. The Punisher. A.K.A. The Punisher. He showed showed up with his dog. If you've listened to the podcast, you know we are big John Bernthal fans. Oh, yeah. Huge. And he literally dressed exactly like he does in The Punisher. It was so 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 funny. And he talked about, uh, he's like, yeah, I've played like a lot of like badass characters. That's basically what he said. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm playing another one like in this game. And then they showed the trailer. (laughs) Um, But he looked like complete badass. Um, All I could see when he was up there was the Punisher and it was so sick. Um, But that's enough with Ubisoft. Now we are going to get into our Nintendo conference. This is the last conference. This is the last conference that I think is uh, that's that was a big takeaway from uh, E3 and the Nintendo conference brought us a new Super Smash Bros. Ultimate character. Ready up. (laughs) How does it go? (laughs) How does it? What is the voice he does? Who? Uh, When you select your. Oh, it's like. Choose your character. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Bum, okay, damn it. Now I don't even know the song either. Fuck it. Look it up. <laughs> Keep talking. Anyways, they introduced a new character, Banjo Kazooie. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, if you don't know who that is, then you didn't play Nintendo 64 at all because I, there's literally just tons of Banjo Kazooie games. Basically, he's like a bear with a bird on his back. And, anyways, uh, everyone went. Keep talking. You're good. Okay, everyone went absolutely mad for the introduction of this character, and uh, that had been long adored from the old series on the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> this is good background music. You going? <laughs> well, I'm done. Oh, you're done. Oh. <laughs> well, that was the Super Smash. Oh, dude. Okay. As far as video games go in general, Super Smash Bros. is the type of game that gets people who would normally never play a game ever yeah. glued to the TV. Yeah, it's an instant classic. It is so much fun. You, It's one of those games where you can legitimately have five people yeah. all together in the same room playing on the same screen yeah. and have a kick-ass time. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like, it, there's literally... And it's it's extremely, like, simple... And, and is this for uh, um, the Switch? The Nintendo Switch, yes. Nice. So Nintendo Switch, I'll, I'll, I don't have a Switch, but I Wes does. I low-key so, want one. So I'm going to, I will probably play it on uh, when uh, Wes gets back home from Abilene. Abilene. Uh, oh, dear Abilene. our last and final uh, thing to announce from the Nintendo conference was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. And basically, this game, the the first game that they made, uh, Breath of the Wild, was literally described as a piece of perfection. Really, by, like the fans, like it was the first Breath of the Wild was yeah, this one. Yeah, on the Nintendo Switch, the first Legend uh, of Zelda Breath of the Wild was literally like 
an A plus mm-hmm. plus. Like there was everyone was just like this is an amazing game. Yeah. Like they could not have done anything better. Right. I don't want them to change anything. So basically, this stole the entire show at Nintendo's conference. Um, and there weren't much details on the game, uh, but the trailer does reveal that they're going with an, a, a lot darker um, vibe than the previous one. Giving off, like, if y'all ever played the the Nintendo or Zelda nerds out there, if you ever played Majora's Mask, then it's a, it seems like it's going to be a lot like that. So the series is taking a dark turn. And the release date is predicted to be December 2020 or possibly early 2021. So not anytime soon, people. But if you have a Nintendo Switch, something to look for. I'm looking up. uh, I was Googling all the Legend of Zelda games because I only remember playing one. And it was like one of my favorite games ever. It was Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Oh, dude. Did you ever play that on Game Boy? Yeah, I did. Dude, I cruised through that game. Dude, any of the Legend of Zelda like games are just absolutely classics. Like, a plus and classics. I, I think Nintendo just has like a thing for making classic games. One of the games that speaking of Nintendo that Ricky left off that I wanted to put in there was the new Pokemon game that's coming out. Okay. Sword and Shield. Uh, they are also clearly running out of things to name their <laughs> games. Uh, after Sun and Moon, I was like, ah, yikes. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I don't play it now, but as a kid, I was a huge Pokemon game fan playing like Emerald, Ruby, Sapphire. Those are my shit. Big Pokemon guy. I was a huge Pokemon guy huge growing Pokemon. up. Now I have a lot more things on my plate. Yeah. I don't have as much time <laughs> to uh, be catching them all. Dude, I, I know people that used to just collect all of the Pokemon cards. When I was younger, that, that's that's lame. I would, I mean, as as much I, of a nerdy thing it was as to play the games. I always thought it was so. I thought oh, the card game was just dude. There's stupid. like there's like collectible cards that you can get that'll like mint condition cards that you can buy on eBay that are like worth a shit ton of money, thousands of dollars. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, people are weird when it comes to that <laughs> kind of stuff. Also, speaking of which, Detective Peach, Detective Pikachu. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I did. You liked it, right? I, I thought it was adorable. You thought it was adorable. Okay. I thought it was uh, hot garbage. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, uh, the animation was super cool. Like, I thought the whole world of Pokemon, mm-hmm. they did it justice for sure. But yeah. just, dude, just so corny. Ryan Reynolds, come on, dude. I mean, yeah, I think the reason that it, it was cool is because it had that nostalgic like, yeah, absolutely. That's like the only feeling. reason I like somewhat enjoyed it. Yeah. But beyond that, like the 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 female reporter, I'm a reporter and I've got a nose for a story. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Okay, but that's be like, at least somewhat convincing. But that's like how how those uh like those Pokemon characters like act. That's like, true. But the like main character it, like acted the, like he didn't give a fuck. Like in the animated like shows and stuff, like they all have like stupid catchphrases. Yeah, like but but the lead, the black dude that was the lead, he was like, yo, fuck this. I don't want a Pokemon. <laughs> the whole movie, he was like, Pokemon are stupid. And I was like, I yeah. agree with you, man. They should have got somebody else to play the movie. <laughs> like, right. You're making it worse. And he's like, oh, I just sell insurance. Like, yeah. Sick, dude. I would way rather sell insurance than like be a Pokemon trainer. That sounds way better. <laughs> Hell no. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm 100% kidding. Being sarcastic that sounds, as that shit. sounds fucking awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that wraps up my, uh, my, um, you know, my review on E3 and the key announcements that I thought were most important and that captured me. Well, 
I appreciate it. you did a ton of work on this, which I thought was dope. Yeah. Uh, kind of wish that you'd sent it to me earlier so yeah. I could have read it, but <laughs> I feel like we had some good back and forth on that. Uh, and if any of you people actually just listen to this and you don't play games, then props to you. Yeah, dude, props to you. You're real members of the mob. Yeah. Like, you, you like said, that's some real shit. You said straight up, like, PCP is the shit, and I don't give a fuck if they're talking about something that, like, I don't care about. I mean, this is also just, like, an example of we talk about everything. Everything, dude. Even when it's, you know, something like this or something bigger than this or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's... We, we, we like to talk about everything. And we do talk about everything. And we do talk. And about we will continue to talk about everything. Right. Always and forever. We're, we're, we're not a, a single niche uh, market. Yeah, we got a little something for everybody. We got a little something for everybody. Yeah. That's what I, whenever like people ask about like what the podcast is about, I say we cover non-political news as well as other entertaining informational segments. It's like, or just, or you could just tell them just to listen to it. Like, yeah. I can't explain, like we've talked about so much. It's, it's inexplainable. Inexplainable. Unexplainable. Inexplainable. And next episode, we will be talking about grammars and, and conjugations. Yeah, we'll words. be doing a quick English lesson, uh, <laughs> teaching each other how to speak. You know what's cool is my voice cracked only once this entire episode. Yeah. So you I'm did great. I'm pretty fucking stoked. <laughs> so I think it was a good episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all my gamers out there, respect to y'all. Um, I mean, this is some really cool stuff. I'm not going to be able to play a lot of these, but for you people that, you know, are just diehard, always grinding on this stuff, this is for you. And uh, yeah, so shout out to y'all. Dope. Anyways, that's it. That that's is it. it. That's it. So we will catch y'all next time. Monday. Monday. Episode 21. Episode we 21. Keep, we keep chugging along. Episode 20 came and went. We are chugging along. We are chugging, chugging, chugging. We had, you know, a little celebration last episode, but back to the grind. Yeah, but back to the grind. And we got a great episode coming up Monday. Uh, if you haven't already, please go leave a five-star review uh, on the podcast page on iTunes. That really helps us, you know, get more exposure. Please send the podcast to people that you think would enjoy the show. That also really helps us out. That's basically how the podcast grows is word of mouth and kind of organic reach. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today. We will catch y'all next time on PCP episode 21.